BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lay. Sir. Canaan's in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Previewing the 2022 Sony Open from wonderful Wiley Country Club in Hawaii. You can find the podcast on Twitter at AlwaysPressDFS. I am on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, another fun week of uh, football in the books, golf in the books. Uh, did you get to watch any of it this week? I watched a lot of it uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday. I watched quite a bit of it because it was on a really good time, and then I... I didn't watch much over the weekend. I didn't really have a very good lineup. Uh, my initial one had Cam Smith, of course, in it um, with Cantlay. Uh, but <clears throat> I decided I was going to swap off of that and, uh, you know, Galaxy brain some shit. So <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't go well. It's just, I just said, I was surprised at how low John Rom was. Owned. Yeah, I was very happy with that. I fully expected him to be 20 plus and he was like, I was just in one single entry and it was 12%. Yeah. I would take that all day long with John Rom. 
And the three max, he was like, I think he was 15 or 16% that I was in. Um, it's because everyone's going JT. They all yeah, went JT. He was, and he got hammered. before Saturday, that was. Buddy, we looking, were looking good, weren't we? Yeah, looking real good. But I had I had Smith and Rom in almost every lineup I had. But uh, I did okay. But the pairings didn't end up being probably, no Matt Jones. So that didn't yeah. pan out. He was That's the thing about no cut. If you literally, if you don't almost hit the nuts, like it's even hard to cash. Yeah, I had 700 and like. 50 or 60 points DK wise. And the winner had like 900. Yeah. So like yeah. my lineup's cashed, but it was like men cashing. <laughs> right, so it, right. was, it was, it was craziness, but that's uh, it's the beauty of the no cut. As we talk about all the time, that's why I said, I'm taking it easy. I'm going to play a couple lineups, wait for this week for the Sony. But uh, we talked about how much prime time was awesome. I didn't get to watch a ton. I just kind of watched it in the distance on Thursday and Friday, but Saturday, the, the family was gone. So I had the house to myself and I turned on the entire day of the, um, of the century watching JT go off for a 61. I was like, okay, cool day. Well, well it's been fun. Watching Rom versus Cam Smith was like pay-per-view heavyweight boxing going yeah. back and forth. It was some of the best TV I've seen. We played skins at our club on Sunday. Everyone was talking about it. Like it was just one of the coolest back and forth. Rom 61. I think Smith shot like a 62 or 63. Um, Matt Jones even shot a 62. Like 61. He shot 61 on Sunday. But he on shot, he, 62, on 61 over the weekend. Whew. Yeah, it was a, it was a wild one. A wild Saturday was some insane television. Morikawa had a big Sunday, so yeah, lots of lots of uh, birdies. Yeah, that was uh, I think the perfect storm for that course. No wind, very soft, lift clean in place the first two days. Yep. I mean, it, you give guys hundred yard wide fairways on the PGA Tour. Yeah, pick just, it apart. Yeah, just go ahead and just mail it in. I mean, dude, you shoot twenty under and finish fifteenth. Yeah, I think uh, Jill Dahman played well, but very well. But he like <laughs> he tweeted out, um, apparently I'm not as good of a birdie maker as I thought it was. Need to improve my game. <laughs> and he played well. Like it's just it was craziness. Um, there was the course or the PGA record for the lowest yeah. score in a 72 hole event. I think I saw Smith had 33 birdies and five eagles or something like that. Some crazy number. Um, I don't know if I get 33 birdies in a year. I think I do, but we're, we're probably pushing the envelope there type situation. So uh, it, it was fun to watch. We get primetime again this week, which would be pretty darn cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll probably get 33, but I, I also play a golf course that's like, you know, 4,000 yards. So, <laughs> yeah, and you're also a lot better player than I well, am. So but, uh, <laughs> you, you can make 33 if you play this golf course too. It's easy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a nutty. It's just, just a nutty i don't even know how to explain it man like my wife walked in and i was watching the last hole and you know they were 33 and 32 under coming in and i said this is just a four-day tournament by the way this is not a five or six day tournament yeah you know <laughs> it's one of those i would like i enjoyed it from a viewing perspective but it's one of those tournaments if this was a cut event i would have been furious because the cut line would have been through the roof and you would have had guys like jt would have missed the cup and then look where he finished type things like it needed to be a no cut event so um uh, yeah, it was cool, but this week we get uh, the Sony Open, which usually has a cut line much, much lower and an overall finish much, much lower, but we'll see. See how that goes. So why don't you hit us with some past event history, which there's plenty of. Yeah, uh, for obviously last year, 2021, uh, Kevin Nall was the winner, 21 under, one shot over uh, Chris Kirk and Joaquin Neiman. 2020 winner was Cam Smith, 11 under in a playoff over Brendan Steele. Uh, 2019, Matt Kuchar, 22 under, four shots over uh, Andrew Putnam. 2018 was uh, Patton Kazire's year. 
17 under playoff over James Hahn. 2017 was when JT won the century and then went and won this shooting. I think he shot 59 the first day or maybe 58. Uh, and he finished 27 under and won by seven shots over Justin Rose. Jimmy Walker used to win this uh, event every year for a couple of years. Russell Henley's the past winner. Um, Ryan Palmer's won this in the past. Zach Johnson, he might be in the field. I don't know. He's won this in the yep. past. Yep, he will be here. But um, it's the Wiley Country Club, as we mentioned earlier, and it's a par 70, 7,044 yards, so a lot smaller than last week's par 73. And it's a lot trickier compared to – it's still scorable, a lot trickier. Four par threes, 12 par fours, and only two par fives compared to last week's par five bonanza. Both these par fives are very short, very gettable in two. Uh, the birdie rates are basically 50% or more on the par fives. So I don't know if you really need to rate par five scoring much because I, I basically say if you're not birdieing the par fives, you're already way behind the eight ball in this yeah. tournament compared to other ones. That would be the best way I could put it. Um, otherwise, it's, it's more of a bogey avoidance fest because – um, the par threes are very gettable and a couple par fours, but overall, most, if you go off like fantasy national, most of the birdie rates are like less than 20% on these, most of like less than 15%, which tells you a lot about, um, how this course plays out a lot more pars and uh, bogey avoidance on these courses. Last week we had the wide, wide fairways, as you talked about big, big greens, not so much this week. One of the more narrow groupings of fairways on tour, small, small greens. They still are Bermuda, which we've seen this last time. The rough isn't super penal initially, but then as you get to like the second and second and ter- secondary and tertiary cuts of rough, it becomes much more difficult to get things done. Like we were joking beforehand that well, Bryson pulled out, but um, it doesn't feel like a course for him, but he's actually done well on shorter courses. And I guess it's if you bomb it enough, it doesn't matter what kind of rough you're in, you're fine. Where these other guys, if you're still like 150 out or something, it could be trouble. So the big thing you're looking for is uh, more accuracy involved here. Your short game, because you're not going to hit all the greens as you like. So you're going to scramble it and avoid those bogeys. And um, I would say a good like par four scoring would be quite important. Those are some of the things I put into my model. But as a whole, you're going to have to get those par fives and then um, get to the weekend and run hot. Because as long as it's not too windy, you still get some pretty decent scores here like high teens, low 20s. So, um, And then if you look at comp courses, if you just think about the location of the place and um, the size of the course, a lot of like those Harbor Towns, the Punta Canas, all those kind of courses, Pebble, you'll get a lot of those kind of things as well. What kind of stats are you looking at this week, Jesse? Yeah, tee to green and approach obviously matters every week, but on this particular golf course, off the tee is not a huge as huge a factor. Um, greens and regulation – and then lots of course history, man. I mean, this is a, a good tournament for that. The the big issue that I have with this tournament is if you look at stats, especially recent ones, I mean, most guys besides last week don't have stats for like a month at least. Mm-hmm. So it becomes difficult um, from that perspective to try to, uh, to, to judge, you know, what to weigh or, or, or what, it, what, it, even if it matters, but so that's why I lean quite a bit on, course history this week and it's a good one for course history uh data golf has it as one of the more important course history or more i guess more true to form course history backs up the performance at this golf course if that makes sense to anybody out there um so that's definitely one thing to look at um you can look at guys that have fared well here felt fared well coming in one thing i looked at on fancy national is just the there's a past event like a past history of this and it shows the strokes gain total at this golf course for the last five years 
you can see some guys that just crushed this place, absolutely destroyed this golf course. Other guys, they struggled, and the results definitely show it. So something else to keep in mind as well. But before we get going with the DraftKings picks, as always, FanshareSports.com will um, – get you 20% off the package of your choice if you use promo code always press a lot of great tools over there they're writing more and more content so lots of cool stuff at fanshare just a couple things i used you can use all kinds of different factors to get some names to pop but i mentioned like those seaside golf courses like this one is the last six events when it comes to DraftKings scoring in this field you got cam smith leading the way followed by mab mcneely webb simpson taylor gooch sung jm and billy horschel and then if you look at the last six events on par 77,000 to 7,200 yards, you got Webb Simpson, Kevin Kisner, Kevin Na, Jim Herman, Russell Henley, Hideki Matsuyama, and Zach Johnson as a couple others to lead the way for you in this one. All right, without any further ado, Jesse, let's get uh, popping with uh, the DraftKings picks of the week. Let's check out... 10K and above, where we got six golfers. Cam Smith is at 11-2. Um, we have five now. I forgot. Hideki is at 10-6. Webb's 10-5. Sungjae's 10-3. And Mark Leishman is 10,000. Who you liking in this one? Yeah, I mean, start up top with Cam Smith. It's hard to argue against him. Um, it, it, You know, I, I don't know how... I just wonder how popular it'll be, I guess, is my question. Obviously, last week, 30% at 8,300. Huge price increase, completely different golf course, different field. Um, he reminds me, though, of like obviously he's won here just a couple of years ago. He reminds me kind of of JT. I'm not saying he's as good as JT, although one could maybe start to argue that. Um, in the in the respect that he just pretty much dominated uh, that golf course. Obviously, Rom did too, but he's not in this field, so it doesn't matter. But Long story short, I like Cam Smith quite a bit. Again, I just don't know how popular he'll be. Because um, at 11-2, you know, he's got to win in order to pay off pretty much or at least get inside the top probably about three. Uh, but I do like him quite a bit. Hideki looked good last week. He, um, you know, had it going with the uh, the irons there for the first couple rounds and then kind of fell off there on the on the weekend. But uh, has, has played here quite a bit. 19th, 12th, 51st, and 27th in his last – four starts at this golf course web. I mean, you talk about chalk. I, I was looking back last year and web last year was, was less as far as his price goes. He was uh, 11,100 and he was 20% owned. You think it's over under 25 this year? Ooh, I'm going to go over. Yeah, because uh, just everything you look at points to you have to play web. And everyone's that I've heard, I've heard two things so far, and they've all said web, 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 web. web. <laughs> Coming off an eighth place finish at the RSM, fourteenth at the CJ Cup. His last three finishes here are fourth, third, and fourth. Pretty good. He hasn't finished outside the top twenty at this golf course since two thousand thirteen. So pretty good. I mean, yeah, and, and he's getting his form back, which he really kind of lost a little bit last year um didn't have a great year uh from just a perspective of what you really kind of think Webb. i mean didn't have a win um you know he was in the tournament of champions this time last year so you know i, I don't know man like i don't like playing webb simpson i don't like playing webb simpson over 25 percent, but it's hard not to and then mark leachman at ten thousand, uh 
really good course history, fourth, 28th, third, in his last three starts here. And he's just been playing really solid golf. Hasn't missed a cut since the British Open back in July and has a bunch of top tens in there. So um, I think he'll be popular too, but I do have one pivot off of him coming up. Yeah, and um, I believe it's 15 of the last 16 winners here all played in the century the week before. So keep that in mind. Um, there's a lot to be said about kind of getting your, your legs beneath you, and these guys had four rounds to do it in Hawaii already. So you're going to see some some of those guys get pushed up more than usual, so maybe it makes Webb go a little lower. I doubt it. He's fifth in my model. You mentioned all the, the good stuff about him. Just like the last four four years he played here, he gained over 36 strokes gained total in four tournaments. So over the last five years, or it counts all five years, he leads everybody in this field. So that's a pretty strong resume for only playing in four of the five events. Um, so I like Webb. There's no no denying it. It's going to be chalk. It'll be fun to see where you can differentiate, how much is too much. That'll be fun to see the ownership game as we play out the week. Um, I like Hideki as a great pivot. He's always low-owned. You know, he's only 37th in my model, but he's one of those guys that's very, very solid off the tee, uh, hitting fairways, one of the better approach games. You mentioned his irons plays looked really, really good last week. He's played great at this tournament, uh, gaining strokes all over the place. And that 13th place last week, the first of the Zozo. So, you know, he had a break in between those tournaments, but his form looks pretty darn good right now. So I think he's a nice low-owned play if you want to go here. I have no problem with Cam Smith, but as of right now, I'm not going to be. I'm going to fade Cam Smith and cross my fingers. If people listened last week, I was all in on Cam Smith. I loved Cam Smith. I wanted all the Cam Smith, and I did, and it worked out well. Um, but this is one of those things that he was priced appropriately last week. He got a massive price bump. Could he win? Sure, but winning back-to-back weeks, we all know, is very, very difficult. And as Jesse mentioned, to pay this price off, you have to win. And so it's just kind of a a game theory play where I will fade this and see where it goes. Um, Sungjae ranks third in my model. He's very, very intriguing. Um, 56, 21st, 16th, his last three uh, events here. And coming off a T8 last week, T19 at the Houston Open. Maybe Sungjae's getting going as well. More of a birdie fest event. It's like 90, 30 under, but still 20 under is considered a birdie fest, at least it used to be back in the day. So uh, that favors Sungjae quite a bit. And I love the Leishman call. I'm really wondering how chalky he is because I think it's a great call. Um, right behind Webb and strokes gain total in this field is is one guy we'll talk about in a little bit. And then Mark Leishman, almost 35 or 34 strokes gain. You mentioned the T4, T28, T3. He's been playing phenomenal golf at this golf course. And I think he's a great, great play on this one. Playing last week at Century. We'll see how chalky he is. So you have some pivots in this range. Then you have the Simpson Leishman chalk which will be very intriguing. But as usual, you can differentiate elsewhere if you really believe in these guys being the guys because the W goes a long, long ways. 9K range, Jesse, we got Kevin Knott, 99, Answer, 97, Connors, 96, English, 93, Gooch, 91. You could literally start here if you felt like it. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you do, especially with Kevin Knott, 9,900 bucks, I think you'll be different. Obviously, the defending champion here. He did miss the cut back in 2018, but 36, 28th, 64th, 8th before that. Uh, and he finished 13th last week. Um, I did not have him as a guy that would do well at that golf course, especially in wet conditions, but he's a good putter. Um, and that's pretty much what last week was, was who could make the most putts. Uh, so if it's, if it's kind of similar, um, you know, over on, uh, you know, over in Honolulu, then I like his chances. And I don't think that anybody, like nobody ever plays Kevin Nall. He was 
like the only time he's been above about 15% in the last year. Well, yeah, pretty much in the last year was at the fortnight and he missed the cut. So people don't like playing him. I mean, for whatever reason, but at 9,900 bucks, I think if you start there, you know, things are going to, I think he's going to be low on this week. And then Corey Connors at 9,600, 12th and 39th in his last two appearances here. He did not play here last year, but he did in 2020 when he finished 12th and hasn't missed a cut since July. Um, you know, a bunch of top 20s in there. It, it, hypothetically speaking, if he can make some putts, just like every week, you know, this this course should be good for him. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think Nas a very interesting pivot. I agree with you there. Um, 13th last week, he was part of the CBE winner over there. I think it, was, it wasn't with Leafs. Leafs was always a Cam Smith, but uh, Kokrak, I think, wasn't it? Kokrak and Na. Um, yeah. yeah, so playing a golf, um, I don't know how much I'll have of him, but I, I agree with your thought process there for sure. Answer is an interesting one because I think he kind of gets overlooked in this range as well because everyone's going to want Corey Connors. I want Corey Connors. He's first in my model. He's one of the better iron players on tour. He's a good bogey avoider for the most part, but like proximities, you're looking for your approach shot. He ranks in the top 10, par four scoring. He's sixth in this field. Um, he's still eighth in DK, ninth in fairways game. Like he's everything you want on this golf course. He's played great at this golf course, as you were mentioning as well. Um, so like, yeah, T12, T3, T39 is pretty, pretty good in three events. So I like Connors a lot. Again, another popular play. English would be a great pivot. He doesn't rank out good in my model at all, but um, he's coming off that T30 last week, which ideally is not good in a 39-man field, but a guy that's played decent in this field and, and finished the year on a better note. So I'm not on English right now, but if you're looking for a pivot, ownership-wise, he's going to come in virtually unowned. If I'm not playing Corey Connors, I want Taylor Gooch. Probably going to be popular as well. I had a lot of Gooch with my Cam Smith last week. He's sixth in my model. He's fourth on approach, um, ninth in bogey avoidance, fourth in greens and reg, 10th in par four scoring, third in DK scoring over the last 24 events in this field, coming in in really, really good form. So I like Taylor Gooch quite a bit. I could see myself starting off with like a Connors-Gooch combo or using one of those guys, one of the 10K guys, and going from there. But uh, definitely a couple of guys I, I really, really like in this one. 8K range, you got Kiz, Horschel, Kokrak, Henley, Matty Jones. Curious to see that ownership. McNeely, EVR, Seamus Power, Cam Davis, and CH3. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of course history in, in here. Like, just for example, with Kevin Kisner, uh, 32nd, 4th, 69th, 25th, 4th, 5th. Hasn't missed a cut here since 2015. Played last week, finished in the top 10. Another guy who, like, if I look at that golf course, and if you look at the golf course over the the years, you know I mean? Like, Kevin's not a – a long ball hitter. Um, and that's typically who does well, uh, at plantation, but he's obviously had some success, um, at Wiley here too. So eighth place finish here last or last week. Um, and like I said, last year's 32nd. Uh, so I, I think he's fine. Horschel at 87, seventh here last year. Uh, you know, 23rd last week, not great. Uh, but he hasn't missed a cut since the U S open back in June. Um, does have a win in there. It was over on the European tour, but still a win. Uh, just solid. Uh, it's hard to argue against a lot of these dudes. Russell Henley is going to be really popular. I do have him checked off um, just simply because, I mean, the model likes him. You know, he's played really well of late, 22nd, 7th, 56th in his last three starts. His 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 course history is weird, though, to me. It's, you know, 11th miscut, 66th miscut, miss, mix, I'm sorry, miscut. 
13th miscut, 17th. I think he had a win maybe the year before that. Um, Matt Jones showed up really well. Hasn't missed a cut here since 2011. Seamus Power at, at 8,100. I mean, I, th- I think he's going to be more popular than what I really want to play, and so I'd rather go to CH3 at 8,000. Uh, he hasn't missed a cut here at least since 2015. Uh, three straight made cuts on tour. This is the time when, when we usually play Charles Howell every year, and it's because it's kind of the West Coast swing. I know we're not necessarily on the West Coast yet, but He's getting loose for it. It's just, this it's is his, the far west coast. Rounds. It's his tune-up yeah. rounds for the west coast. He hasn't hit the POA yet. That's where he really gets to kicking. Right. But, uh, yeah, I get it for sure. Kisner's a fun one because he rates out horribly in every stat, basically, I look at outside of fairways gained. But um, that's because he's been playing a lot of tough courses. If you think about the end of the year, those are all big boy courses. And that's not Kiz's wheelhouse, as you said. I felt bad watching him because he kept, like, getting birdies and playing well. And every time, like – the, the announcer like, oh, he's playing great because he admits he can't play on big courses and like all these things over and over again. I'm like, just tell him he did good. He got a goddamn birdie again. Like <laughs> Jesus, like he's contending like for him. So get over it. So he's interesting for me. Like you mentioned, he's played really well here. He plays great at the comp courses, these shorter um, coastal courses like Harbor Town and, and uh, Pebble and everything. He's played really well at those kind of venues. So I, I'm really interesting to see. Um, you're going to get him low on. Let's put it that way. So I'm, I'm kind of curious because he looks horrible in my model, but it's one of those. Do you trust the course history and the, the layout more than the stats? That's kind of one of the things to think about. Um, same with Billy Ho. I, I think he's interesting. We talked about him last week that like most models aren't going to like him a lot because most of the stats are from Europe and he, those aren't on your models. And he's playing great in Europe, played decent last week. Another place that fits him very well. Um, I'm like you. I checked off Russell Henley. He's fourth in my model. It's like if I'm going to play a popular guy, I don't know if it's going to be Russell Henley. Let's put it that yeah, way. It's, uh, I like to not play him when he's yeah, popular. So, and he always like, just bucks yeah, me. So. I'm with you. So like, I'm pretty sure I'll be off of Russell Henley, but I at least wanted to bring him up like you did, that he rates out really well. It's just there's chalk to play, there's chalk not to play. And for me, Russell Henley's probably chalk not to play. Right. Um, I think Matty, Matty Jones is interesting as well. See if you can ride a hot trick. You mentioned no, made every clear since 2011, which is – pretty freaking wild and he might actually go overlooked here surprisingly because henley will be popular and everyone's talking about mad mcneely so those are two interesting type deals uh mcneely does rate out pretty well but man, he hasn't I, i'm i'm not checking that box right now I've, i'll miss that bus if i have to i'd rather play seamus power again he'll probably be more popular than he should be but he's 15th in my model i was all over him last week i've been playing him a lot in the fall swing um big time dk score great greens and ray great bogey avoidance good par five uh par four score he, this this place fits his his uh game really really well so i like him at 8100 bucks hope it kind of gets overlooked also don't mind uh the cam davis you loved him last week he played very well kind of ride that hot streak into this week at 8000 so these are some pivots you can make just play the ownership game down here or if you're multi-entering get little sprinkles of it like power davis and i like the ch3 call he's 41st in my model fifth in bogey avoidance fifth off the tee um i mentioned those strokes gang guys he's second behind webb simpson over the last five years uh, right before Mark Leishman. Howell's gained 35.47 strokes. Webb's gained 36.43. You mentioned the T19, T12, T8, T32, T8. Plays quite well at this golf course. And surprisingly with uh, Mr. Howell, who was kind of scuffling a bit, 16th at the RSM, 33rd at Mayakoba. He's 8K. Like He's starting to maybe get it going again because there was a while there. It wasn't even just West Coast Howell. Howell was balling for a while there. Maybe we're going to start getting – maybe he was hurt. We just didn't know it. 
that happens a lot. So 8,000 for CH3, a potentially lower ownership. I'm with you there. I think that's a very, very, very good one to plant your flag on for sure. Okay, 75 to 79. We got uh, Kirk Steele, Ryan Palmer, Bezenhut, Siwu, Aaron Rye, Joel Dahman, Keith Mitchell, Tom Hoagie, Matt Kuchar, Brian Harmon, and Brendan Todd. For me, you start up top there with Brendan Steele. I, Brendan Steele should have won this golf tournament two, the last two years. Yep. And just shit all over himself coming down 18 both years. Um, I so, still remember us talking about the uh, member of the old shop behind the grandstands out of play because yeah. no fans. He, he fucking just, I've never seen <laughs> from another tee box <laughs> a pool hook like that from a professional. Like I've seen it because I've hit yeah. it. Yeah. We do those things. <laughs> <laughs> Not a professional. That was something else. Yeah, and then was was it was it last year when he did that? I think that one was two years ago. It feels like okay. That yeah, it, it's like so. Brendan Steele, seventy nine hundred. Yes, Basinhood at, at seventy eight. He's never played here. Um, he's a guy that we talk about quite a bit. He he did miss the cut at the Houston Open, but then came back to the on the European Tour and and made the cut there. He hasn't played since November. Um, he's just a guy, I think, who has a high ceiling. Uh, Joel Dahman at 7,600. He played pretty well last week. Did you see the video of him riding um, in the the van with the dude, and the dude telling him telling him and his caddy like where to sit and like how to get to 18 and and find a good seat and get there early? And oh, I'm going to have to go check that out. No, I, I follow a lot of Joel stuff because I find his, him. His and, caddy like, tweeted it. So it's it pretty funny. Like they're just riding along and this guy's telling him about how just giving him tips on basically how to get to 18 early. It's so that way you get a good seat and That's you can watch funny. the guys come up. That's funny. Uh, 12th, 22nd and 73rd in his last three appearances here. He did not play here last year, but he did play in 2020. Um, and that's it for me above 75. I like Brennan Steele. I think he's gonna be popular. I'm with you though. He's 16th in my model. So I'll be looking at Steele. If you want to go course history over recent form, Ryan Palmer is very much in play. He's played, uh, pretty darn good at this golf uh, golf course, T41, T4, T58 in the last three years. But you also look at Ryan Palmer, and he finished the year better than I thought. T26, T27 at Houston and Mayakoba. There was some scuffling, though, as well. So he's an interesting one in tournaments at 7,800 bucks, especially if Steel is chalky. Get a little pivot off of that for sure. Aaron Rye ranks second in my model. He's fifth in the proximity numbers I'm looking at. He's 15th in bogey avoidance, 16th in fairways gain. 18th in par four, never played here before. That concerns me a bit, but uh, we'll see. But T16 at the RSM, T19 at Houston, T15 at Mayakoba, that's a good comp course, and T62 at Bermuda, not a good result on a comp course. But um, that's three top 20s in his last three events. Um, I could see the appeal if you want to go there. Not playing here before always is something I try to avoid, but he ranks out really well, so I will have some Aaron Ryan. Not in love with it. I'd rather play more Joel Dahman. He's 12th on my model. I love Joel, what he's doing. Uh, so I'll go to him, but I'll have some Rye for sure. I think Keith Mitchell, the Bermuda specialist, is intriguing at 7,600. Tom Hoagie, he rates first in my proximity, first in opportunities gained, 18th in bogey avoidance, 23rd in DK scoring over the last nine rounds. He's ninth in my model. He'll be another guy. He finished out the year uh, pretty strong, I believe. He had T4 at uh, RSM, T46, T56, 17th in his last four tournaments. Uh, and he scores a lot, like I said, in DK scoring. He's a big birdie guy. So he's intriguing. And I think that'll be about it for me in this range. Like I always want to click on Brian Harmon on courses this size, but he had such a bad ending this season. I think I'll just be right. I'll be wrong on that one. 
7K to 74, who do you like? Uh, I think Bradley and Griot. I mean, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on these two guys. If if you know golf, you know these two guys. They're good ball strikers, terrible putters. But worth a worth a jab, especially if you're ta- if you're playing a lot of lineups. You know, I would have a few with with Keegan and and, and Grio in there. Grio's never missed a cut here since 2016. He's made the cut every year. Um, and and Keegan's a little bit more sketch, but he does have a top uh, you know 12 and he finished 12th in 2020. Missed the cut here last year, but let's talk about the disrespect for Stuart Sink at 7200. dollars I appreciate it. He's not missed us. a cut here since 2014. I don't. I don't have back further than that. That's all I got. 19th and 20th the last two years. Um, obviously won last year. Played last week at the Tournament of Champions. He, he started sh- strong and kind of you know. I mean, maybe it was climbing a mountain yeah. every day a couple times that kind of wore him down. Still finished 21st in that field it's just not terrible at all whatsoever but at 7200 bucks man i feel like stewart sink should be like 50 percent owned i'll be yeah, playing a lot of stewart sink i may be wrong but uh didn't he win or finish very high at harbor town last year uh is not the one he won i'm so totally screwing that one up one at the heritage is that harbor heritage, town? that's harbor town yeah yeah that's what i thought yeah perfect concourse ocean short it fits in beautifully it's like it's it, for a guy not having to like you said that course is one of the worst walks in, on the planet last week yeah. now coming here it'd be a lot nicer for him a very accurate driver of the golf ball and it's another one of those guys where it helps because these stats are so old and the end of the season are you're playing some of the toughest golf courses and the toughest tournaments yeah. on the planet so his numbers look really bad it's like 131st in my model like a lot of the numbers look horrible this is where, like, kind of overlooking some of that stuff, I think, is, is pretty clutch. So the other thing is, I mean, he's like kept playing. You know, he went and played the uh, the PNC yep. with his son, yep. Um, and then obviously last week. So to me, I don't know, man. Like at seventy two hundred bucks, I just like I'm with you. It's hard not to just put him in a lineup. I mean, because yep. that opens up a lot up top. Mm-hmm. Um, seventy one hundred Chad Ramey, the model likes him. Two straight miscuts. I'm not really sure. He's never played here. Same thing with Alex Smalley. The, the issue is, I think, just the the, the short-term stats. Uh, I am weighting long-term stats a lot more heavily. But Alex Smalley is another guy that Mono likes. He's coming off a miscut the RSM. He did have a couple of top 15s before that. Uh, so if you're liking some large-field GPPs, a couple guys down there that you could check out. Yeah, this is a really fun range to differentiate and multi-entering, especially for the ownership game. Because I agree, Bradley and Grio, great tournament players. Um, probably a little more popular because people know them, for one. Especially Grio, he'll, he'll probably get talked about a ton this week because he's he's played great on these kind of courses, uh, the shorter courses, the ocean courses. He, he's good in those respects, so I like that. But Denny McCarthy's interesting, coming in in good form again. He had that good run, kind of fell apart. Well, he's heating back up again. 31st in my model, but first in bogey avoidance, second in greens and regs, second in par four scoring, 30th in fairways gains. It's always the – he's one of the better putters on tour, too. It's just the the iron play, the approach game. If he can hone that in, which he's kind of done a little bit more over the last couple of rounds, that could be a really good spot there for Diddy McCarthy at 74. I think Adam Long is very interesting as well, one of the better putters on tour, ninth in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds, 11th in bogey avoidance. He's 7,300, and um, he's coming in with a T16 at the RSM, T11 at Houston, T22 at Mayakoba, and T25 at the Zozo. So 25th or better in four straight tournaments for Adam Long. 
that uh, gets my attention for sure. And it, the the course history is not great though. Missed cuts in his last two times being here, but um, I'll take that form right now with him at seventy three. Patton Kazire's played great here. Great current, uh, great course history, not great current form. So keep that in mind. One guy that's got a little bit of both those Brian Stewart at seventy two. Fairways gained second in this field. So he's, if you want the accuracy driver, he's your guy. Opportunities are there at twenty second in the field. So at seventy two hundred bucks, he's a guy you can look at. Um, and then other than that, it's more just kind of taking shots like Hendrick Norlander, Russell Knox is eighth in my model because he's first in greens and reg, tens in fair, tenth in fairway. Um, ball striking extraordinaire with Russell Knox, so he, I'm intrigued by him. Norlander's a, a good proximity guy, but uh, they're down here for a reason too. So don't go overweight, but I'll definitely be sprinkling in these guys. Like if I had to, well, we'll pick our guys we like later, but uh, I think they're all guys you can kind of circle in your multi entering for, for for sure. Six K range, who you looking at? Uh, Harry Higgs at 6,900, two straight made cuts at this tournament, 32nd and 57th the last two years. Uh, More recently, miscut RSM, but had made four straight cuts before that. Uh, Swafford at 6,800, hasn't missed a cut here since 2015. Hayden Buckley, my model likes him, 6,700. I don't know uh, too awful much about that. He's never played here. My model loves... Nick Hardy just absolutely loves him. That's Finished 14th here last year. Um, again, I'm heavily weighted on uh, course history. And coming off a 63rd place finish at the at the RSM Classic, uh, his last start, missed cut before that, 26-36. So 6,600, Nick Hardy. Seifert at 6,600 as well. He did miss the cut last year, but 38th here the year before that. Um uh, model also likes Austin Smotherman. Hmm. I don't know why. Never played here, but so I'll say that doesn't. That's not a course history one for sure. <laughs> Vaughn Taylor would be last but not least for me. Twenty fifth and twelfth in his last two starts at this course. Two straight miscuts before that fifty eighth. Before that, two straight WDs. I mean, but you know we're down here at sixty one hundred dollars. So uh, uh, if you're looking at comp courses, Vaughn Taylor is the spitting image of these comp. You would courses, think. So I mean, like the dude just form. hits it down the middle and then. He's like the old man. Like if I yep. picture him like my grandpa. He's won at Pebble. He's played great at Harbor Town. Like these are the courses you're looking at. He fits those molds. I get it. At 6,100, just make the cut. Maybe make a top 20-ish run. Not impossible to see. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not picking him to win. That's for damn sure. But really, all you need at 6,100 is just a made cut. Yeah. Because I mean that might be your sixth guy. That 100. And then whatever he does on the weekend doesn't matter. Because you know six is six. This is you know we're at with high six top 65 and ties yep. so yep. it's not been great it wasn't last year six to six percentage was i mean if it was over five percent that was a hell of a week which was good to see though because there was no a run i'm there, fine with it yeah totally. there was a run there jesse where it was like 35 percent six to sixes you just threw yeah. your hands in the air going i have six to six it's not cashing now this is what, ridiculous what the hell does it matter yeah i'm with you <laughs> so like, i'd rather have this tilt space where you know i enter my 20 max and i get like one six to six we make a run let's go so yeah. I'm, I'm all about that life for sure. Um, that's kind of why I think last year I switched more to my 20 max. It's like I'd still use the same amount of money I'd use in a three max, but I just put it 20 max instead. And it uh, became much more profitable by the end of the season. So we'll keep running that one out and see how it pays off. But for me in the 6K range, the main ones for me, Swafford, I'm with you there. 21st in my model, 7th in approach, uh, ball striking guy, played well here, really, really well here, as you mentioned. So I like Swafford. 
I'm always a sucker for a cheap Mark Hubbard, 6,600 bucks, seventh in my model, 10th in approach, fourth in bogey avoidance, 12th in DK scoring. He gives himself opportunities all the time. He's a great uh, greens and red guy as well. It's just a matter of is the putter working or not. That's the question for any professional golfer. Um, and Hubbard's one of those guys that can go super low if he gets that putter going. So him at 66, I like quite a bit down here. Other than that, it's more like the, the course history. Like Malnati's got good history here. The recent form's kind of sketch, but uh, Peter Malnati, that is, he's got some good form. Austin Cook's playing rough golf, but he's played really, really well at this golf course, if you're fitting that. Uh, similar to your Von Taylor take, I went with Wesley Bryan. He's another guy, Harbortown, Pebble, these shorter courses. Wesley Bryan plays really, really well at these courses, and his past history here t32 t32 is last two times here again at 6200 bucks we'll take that let's go so i think he's a guy you can look at for sure but that's about it for me down here in 6k definitely some options though all right let's recap things real quick jesse 10k and above who's your number one because for once it's like not as obvious going hey let's go john Rom. <laughs> yeah cam smith yeah it's fair i'm gonna say web gonna be super chalky but i'm gonna say web's the best play here I don't know if it's your best play overall, but it's your best play here. Uh, 9K range, who's your guy? Kevin Nall. I'm going to go with Corey Connors in this one. Um, 8K, who you got? I'm going to say Horschel. I like that. Just, that could be sneaky, sneaky nice. I'm going to go Seamus Power in this range. 75 to 79. Uh, Brendan Steele. Yeah, I'm going to go Joel Dahman for me. 7K to 75. Sink. I like that a lot. I'm going to go, since you took Sink, I'm going to go Brian Stewart. Same price. Same price as Sink. Um, and then 6K, who you got? Nick Hardy. That's, that's wild. I'm going to go with Hubbard. I'm going to go with Hubbard for sure. I want to know what your model's thinking because I get it. Hardy's gone low. It's, that's the ultimate GPP play for sure. So I, I, I can see that definitely happening. Since we're back to cut events, let's have a little fun here. You're starting out a cash lineup, Jesse. Who are three guys you'd use to start out? Uh... Probably Henley. That's safe. Uh, Corey Connors, and then Steele. I'd uh, just to make it in the middle, and you guys can decide from there. I'll go with uh, CH three, Brendan Steele, and Joel Dahman. Now you can pick wherever you want to go from there. Uh, GPP. Who are three guys you're using to start out? Um, Hardy, Smith, and Sink. Yeah, that's good. You took the bottom side. Well, you took Smith with him. Okay. I'm going to go with um, – it's going to be chalky, but I'm going to go with uh, Seamus Power, Aaron Rye, and Mark Hubbard. Now, you can pick your big dogs from there. But uh, those are some middle-of-the-pack people to look at. Uh, Jesse, I put the link to the uh, Bovada in there because we're using that because DraftKings is down because no Bryson DeChambeau, unfortunately. Double uh, let check. me double, Let's double yeah, check, let me double right, check right before. Good call. Did you see my text about FanDuel having odds up? Yes, I did see that. But are they as good as DraftKings? Because DraftKings has amazing odds. Like, they're really good. Golf is back. Golf is back. Just in time for the show. Wait, wait. No, it's not. There's a link for it, but it's not here. We're still blank, Jesse. So um, we can go with Bovada, or you can send me the FanDuel link. It's showing up for me on DraftKings. Oh, it Mm -hmm. just showed up for me. It just took a while to load. Okay, we're good. Back to the best site, and we don't get paid for this again, but literally the best site to bet on, at least for for golf odds. I, I'm a big fan of what they got here. 
So he like won this thing because Cam Smith's eight to one, which is bonkers. Not wrong, but bonkers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be putting money on Cam at eight to one. I do like a uh, you know a Stewart Sink top ten at plus seven hundred. Cool, um, I like that. Don't mind even, that quite a bit. Even top twenty at, at plus seven hundred. Matt Jones at forty-five to one to win is interesting to me. Um, just given how well he played last week, obviously different golf course. I understand that, but the dude fucking shot sixty-two, sixty-one on the weekend. I, don't hate that. I mean, it's like twenty-three under, twenty-two under par. It's just insane. So obviously playing very well. If it's windy, you know the Aussies. We we talk about this all the time. The Aussies play well in the wind. So they all played well last weekend too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I like the odds. You, you mentioned Steel at 80. It, yeah. Steel's not bad. Usually longer shots win here. So it's, I like the steel call. I could get behind a Kisner rebound at 35. If you think you figured it out, get him now before it gets crazy. It's still a high number for him. Uh, dominant 50 is interesting. That steel at 80 is really good, though. That's really good. Um, not bad at all. I think and the I more. Mean, the guy's yeah. finished top five the last two years is plus fourteen hundred. You know, so yeah, that's not for top bad. five. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good top five. I think, but like top twenty, we got some some good numbers here. If you really like stink, even sink even at plus three thirty, <laughs> there's a lot to like there. I think mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rye we talked about as a top twenty machine. He's plus three thirty. If you go to like even lower odds, your boy Nick Hardy is there at plus four hundred. If you think he's gonna to make some noise, but Hubbard at plus four hundred at top twenty, I'm a fan of that. So. I'll, I'll I'll bite some of that. Yep. Yeah, definitely some fun stuff here. I'd recommend checking. So you can go top forty. Your odds aren't going to be great, but like you can get Cam Smith minus four hundred to top forty. Like just make the cut, Cam. But that's crazy odds. Do not make that bet, people. Please do not make that bet. <laughs> I'm just being sarcastic by looking at that. But um, you can like even like Von Taylor at plus two fifty to top forty. I think if he makes the cut, he probably makes a top forty run. Yeah. So you can definitely have some fun getting like they're not crazy high odds, but you can still make some plus money. And in the end, that's all that matters. So have fun with that. But uh, any final thoughts, Jesse, as we rack, wrap up the Sony Open? I don't, man. It's a more primetime golf, so it's good yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, primetime golf, 144 golfers made, uh, cut after Friday, as Jesse said, T65 and ties. So lots of fun stuff coming up for us there. And uh, as usual, it's weekly golf thing. Once again, we're backing at it. So we'll be back to you guys next week with another preview of the week on the pga tour but for now check out jesse on twitter at dfs golf gods the podcast at always press dfs i am at bd Indrick. good luck everybody we'll catch you guys next time at audi expectations matter It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.